Hi there, this is Taylor checking in with some conservation news from the past couple weeks for Pelicanus and Intentional Ecology. Working in the environmental field is an experience of some very high highs and some low lows. As always, there are horrendous environmental stories that deserve our attention, action, and mobilization. But it is our opinion that you can find those headlines in many places. But there are also empowering and inspiring stories that demonstrate major conservation successes from around the globe, achieved by real people who have grouped together to create a better planet. We've been collecting these stories and messages every week for years, and I'm still surprised at how resilient and creative both nature and humans are when facing big challenges. All right, in Peliconis News today, I have found a bunch of articles, and I have categorized them as life, activism, circular economy, and COVID-19 updates. So for the first category, life, uh, this is coming out of sciencedaily.com. The ancestor of all animals is identified in Australian fossils. Geologists from UC Riverside have discovered the first ancestor on the family tree that contains most animals today, including humans. The worm-like creature, Icaria worriotia, is the earliest bilaterian, or organism with a front and back, two symmetrical sides, and openings at either end connected by a gut. It was found in the Ediacaran period deposits in Australia and is two to seven millimeters long, with the largest the size of a grain of rice. The second article is out of Rutgers. Scientists have discovered the origins of the building blocks of life. Rutgers researchers have discovered the origins of the protein structures responsible for metabolism. Simple molecules that powered early life on Earth and serve as chemical signals that NASA could use to search for life on other planets. Their study, which predicts what the earliest proteins looked like 3.5 billion to 2.5 billion years ago, is published in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. The scientists retraced, like a many thousand-piece puzzle, the evolution of enzymes, or proteins, from the present to the deep past. The solution to the puzzle required two missing pieces, and life on Earth could not exist without them. By constructing a network connected by their roles in metabolism, this team has discovered the missing pieces, which is pretty incredible. To the next category, this one I'm calling activism. Uh, I also could put it under circular economy too, but this is out of The Guardian, and it's a huge victory for the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe as federal court rules the DAPL permits violated law. The future of the controversial Dakota Access Pipeline has been thrown into question again after a federal court struck down its permits and ordered a comprehensive environmental review. This ruling is a huge victory for the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe of North Dakota, which rallied support from across the world and sued the U.S. government in a campaign to stop the environmentally risky pipeline being built on tribal lands. In the latest ruling, the federal judge, James Bosberg, said the environmental analysis by the companies behind the pipeline and the Corps was severely lacking. The abysmal safety record of the pipeline parent company, Sunoco, does not inspire confidence, he added. 
onto circular economy. This is coming out of mangabay.com. In a race for a sustainable alternative to plastic, Indonesia bets on seaweed. A local government initiative to revive seaweed farming off of Bali comes amid growing interest in the crop's promise to tackle environmental problems ranging from carbon emissions to plastic waste pollution. Cultivated at scale, seaweed can grow up to 60 times faster than land-based plants, making it an important carbon sink. Local startups are also exploring its potential to make bioplastic that is naturally degradable and even edible for use in food packaging and other applications to replace plastic. For the new generation of seaweed farmers in Indonesia, the plant also offers revenue streams through ecotourism as well. And then out of Europe, the BBC, uh, new EU rules could spell end of a throwaway culture. New rules could spell the death of a throwaway culture in which products are bought, used briefly, and then binned. The regulations will apply to a range of everyday items such as mobile phones, textiles, electronics, batteries, construction, and packaging. They will ensure products are designed and manufactured so that they last, so they're repairable if they go wrong. It should mean that your phone lasts longer and proves easier to fix. It's part of a worldwide movement called the Right to Repair, which has spawned citizens repair workshops in several UK cities. The plan is being presented by the European Commission, and it's likely to create standards for the UK too. This next uh, headline is actually one of my favorites. This is a great example of leadership, and I'm really excited about it. The Aldi CEO tells its suppliers, 100% recyclable or compostable packaging is non-negotiable. In a muscly demonstration of solidarity with the environment of the planet, the CEO of the Aldi grocery chain sent a strongly written letter to suppliers informing them that anyone looking to sell to Aldi must package their products in 100% recyclable, compostable, or reusable material by 2025. This extends their corporate responsibility pledge of 2018, which vowed that all Aldi brand, branded items must come in the same sustainable packaging by 2022. CEO Giles Hurley says now that 2,700 tons of plastic and 3,700 tons of non-recyclable material have been saved already since 2018, but that much more was needed, adding that the move to sustainability is non-negotiable and that buying decisions moving forward will be based on our supply partner's ability to lead and adapt in this area. I'm really excited to see that. All right, some COVID-19 updates. The Malawi government bans bushmeat in the wake of COVID. The Malawi Department of Parks and Wildlife has banned the selling and consumption of bushmeat as a precautionary measure against coronavirus COVID-19. He further added, people may think that poaching for or trading in bushmeat is a soft wildlife crime, but the truth is that it is a serious offense and can lead to a prison sentence. From The Guardian, the coronavirus closures reveal vast scale of China's secretive wildlife farm industry. Nearly 20,000 wildlife farms raising species including peacocks, civet cats, porcupines, ostriches, wild geese, and boar have been shut down across China in the wake of the coronavirus in a move that has exposed the hitherto unknown size of the industry. 
Up until a few weeks ago, wildlife farming was still being promoted by government agencies as an easy way for rural Chinese people to get rich. And lastly, and relatedly, China and Vietnam finally ban wildlife trade due to coronavirus. In January, China imposed a ban on all farming and consumption of terrestrial wildlife of important ecological, scientific, and social value, which is expected to be signed into law later this year. And now, after conservationists sent an open letter to Vietnam's Prime Minister recommending action against the wildlife trade as a means of preventing future outbreaks of disease, such as the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, that country is also looking to stop importing imperiled animals to eat. The letter, signed by the head of Pan Nature, the World Wildlife Fund, Animals Asia Foundation, Traffic, Save Vietnam Wildlife, and Wildlife Conservation Society, to Vietnamese Prime Minister, stated in part, limiting interaction between wildlife and humans through strong enforcement against illegal wildlife trade and wildlife markets is the most effective approach to mitigating future risk associated with transmission of disease between animals and humans. Those are the headlines. Thanks so much for listening to these stories from around the globe. These news articles help remind me that there are hopeful actions undertaken by motivated people working hard to make a better planet. I hope these stories help inspire you as well. Thanks so much.